forth for the Eagles here. Murphy in shotgun. Here's the snap. He rolls left. He throws. This is the WZBC Sports Podcast, Episode 5, and Part 2 of the BC Basketball Preview, presented by WZBC Sports. My name is Stephen Mackley, joined by two of the sophomores on WZBC Sports Board, Kyle Maslin and Ben Newworth, and we were just at the Men's Basketball Media Day in the Power Gym uh, here on this beautiful Friday uh, in Chestnut Hill, and guys, interesting day. We had some interesting takeaways from the day. Uh, we have an interview with... Uh, Kyron Bowman and Ty Graves that we will put at the end of this podcast um, for you to kind of get an insight into how the freshmen are thinking uh, based on what we saw last night in the exhibition with Stonehill. They probably will be the two freshmen playing the most, um, and there's a lot of upside with them. We'll talk about some things that we saw at Media Day, um, some reactions to last night's win over Stonehill in their one exhibition game, uh, and some other general thoughts that we had before we kick it into the season next Friday against Nichols State. Uh, so first, guys... Got to talk with a bunch of people at Media Day. Uh, Coach Christian, A.J. Turner, a little bit of Jerome Robinson, uh, Connor Tava, the freshman. Uh, and we heard some, some from some of the other guys as well. Um, so just some general thoughts on what you saw today and, I don't know, some excitement level at this point because I think we're really getting close. And I'm, I know I'm excited for basketball season. I think a lot of people are excited for what this season could be, especially in comparison to the down year that it was last year. So just, you know, first thing, what did you what, what did you see today uh, at Media Day? Well, first I'd like to say really well done by BC Basketball. They made pretty much everyone available who you wanted to talk to. So I'd like to just say good job by them letting us talk to who we wanted to. Um, I think the biggest thing you saw when talking to people is that there's a lot of optimism from the players and the coach about a new uh, – pace of play style, playing off faster, and a lot of development in Jerome and AJ and some of the other players, the transfers in Chapman and Mo Jeffers and Connor Tava. I just feel like coming off of a tough year last year, there's a lot of hope, and people, they really think they can compete in the ACC, which is a very good change. I, I think the hope's, uh, I think it's justified, honestly. Like, I, I don't know, like, if they're going to have, like, they're going to win ACC championships or something like that, but... I like the direction this team's going. I like that they actually have an identity. I think last year their identity was just kind of like that they were mediocre. They kind of they kind of had they had all the positions lined up. They had a point guard, they had a center, they had some wings, but they were all just kind of playing a little below average. This year I like that they're changing it up. They're, he uh, Christian said he's going to play Mesniak's more at the four this year. They're going to be spreading out in a four out one in offense, which I really like. They're, he he's looking for seventy five shots a game. He said. I, I like the look of this team. I think. I think they have potential, and they have potential to beat guys because they're not just trying to beat teams at their own game. They're playing, they're playing their own type of style, and I think they have a chance to run some teams off the floor and really steal some wins this year. Yeah, Ben, I agree. There's definitely an identity for me with this team, and I think you can see the comfort level of, especially Robinson and Turner, advancing. Um, they were both contributing play, big contributing players last year, but it takes a little bit to be comfortable, especially after the season that it was last year. There were so many growing pains, and that, that's going to take some time. Um, but I agree with both of what we had to say there, and there definitely is an excitement on the program that we probably haven't seen in a couple years because finally 
with this new coach, we see his direction. Whether people agree with that direction or think that it can produce the results we want, that's, that's a different story altogether, but you can finally see what this program wants to be in its present state. We first talked with Jim Christian uh, about some general thoughts. Uh, there are a couple other reporters there, but we asked him about A.J. Turner and if we thought that he needed to be more assertive on offense. In the previous uh, podcast, part one of the basketball preview, myself and Scott Hill talked about this, and Scott talked about how, how much more assertive Jerome was than A.J. last year when most people expected A.J. to be the contributing one last year, especially on the offensive end. And when we asked Coach about if A.J. needed to be more assertive, he really kind of downplayed that and said, you got to play the game that you have right now. He said, Jerome's really good at getting his shots. A.J., that isn't as much his strength. And he does the, thing, the things that are offered to him right now, uh, and he's doing a good job with that. He's like, we don't want to force anything. And while he's right, I guess, in concept, that answer took me back a little bit because we were hoping to see that offensive growth by Turner. What did you guys make of that? Well, I do agree with the general principle. Of in the game, you have to do what you do well to have the best chance to win. However, if you're A.J. Turner, in practice, you got to be working on your shot. you got to be working on your moves. It needs to be a part of game that you're constantly developing so that – Let's say half of the year, let's say January 1st when we start ACC play against Syracuse, you have to be ready to go for assertiveness. If you want to talk about during the non-conference schedule, feeling it out, doing some more developing, and just doing what you do right now, sure, you can do that for right now. But I feel like when you get to the toughest part of the schedule, that, that you really need to be able to uh, have that other offensive option on the wing. And A.J. Turner, I feel like, is the prime candidate for that. Uh, I mean, you have Jerome... I think inside you'll have some scoring with Mo Jeffers and Connor Tava, um, but you're relying on AJ or you're relying on the freshmen and Kai and Ty, uh, Bowman and Graves, the two freshman point guards who you'll hear from at the end of this podcast. Uh, and I feel like it's last year we saw what happens when you rely on freshmen for a lot of your offense, and it's a lot of growing pains. So I feel like this year when you have an AJ Turner and hopefully he develops this way, you can have fewer of those growing pains and have. Bowman and Graves more as complementary offensive pieces instead of the center of your offense. Yeah, that's the thing is I'm not sure where the ball handler is going to come from this team. We know we know what Jerome can do, and we know that he can be a ball handler, but he, he's going to need some help. I'm not sure if Kai if Kai Bowman and Ty Graves are really there yet, and I don't know if you want to rely on freshmen to really be that secondary ball handler. So I think I think Itchy has to grow into that role, whether that's what he does well or what he doesn't do well. I think that's just he has to adjust and he has to be that kind of guy. He really does, and I think he can be. We got to talk with him. He's positive on the season. He's excited. Him and Jerome clearly have a very good repertoire together. They're very close friends. I believe they were roommates last year. I believe they're still roommates this year. Uh, so that personal growth, especially at the college level and that camaraderie, is very important. And I think AJ's excited. He does do a lot of things. Though. He's very good on the perimeter D. Uh, you know, he's long. And I think he can grow into some of these offensive spots, but you do want to see that come. And he had... Four points last night, seven assists, which is good for a guy that's 6'7". There's got to be more than that. Uh, obviously, Jerome Robinson led the way in points. Him and Mo Jeffers uh, were the two guys that um, BC Ray looked to. Jerome scores 27. Uh, Mo Jeffers scores 20. Let's talk about the transfers. Um, Scott and I talked about them in the first podcast, but we now have seen some action from them, and we know them better now that it's been a couple weeks. Mo Jeffers last night, 20 points, seven boards, the transfer from Delaware, and he started at center. And then we have Connor Tyler, who started a power forward, transfer from Western Michigan. He's been in the NCAA tournament before. We talked to him today about that and what that brings. And he's talking about all the little things you need to do. There's so many little things in the course of the season that gets a team to have that opportunity. 
And certainly the Western Michigan Conference that they play in is totally different than the ACC. But he's going to bring that experience. Him and Jeffers both started. I would say from that end of the transfer and some definitely positive things we saw last night against Stonehill. And uh, today they seem to be feeling good. Well, I definitely feel more confident about this year's transfers and last year's tra- main transfer in like Carter. Um, I feel like they're more complimentary pieces. What Eli Carter was trying to be the focal point when he really shouldn't have been. Um, when looking in general, I mean, both guys are undersized big men. And they're, I mean, they're big body, they're heavy guys, they're, they're tough guys who want to fight. But height wise, they're a little undersized, a little short. However, in the ACC, it's been proven that short big men can thrive. The first one that comes to mind is Pittsburgh's Dwan Blair. He was 6'7, he was a center, he, he was under. Uh, overlooked the NBA, but his carved himself out. He, I'm not sure if he's still in the league, but he was in the league for five, six, seven years as a six, seven big man. I think man. he's still in the league. Uh, but and he had no ACL, so his knees were shot, and he was still a six, seven big man who fought and was a great ACC player. So I'm not saying he's going to be Dwan Blair, but I'm saying it's been proven that undersized big men can succeed in the ACC, which I still believe is the best basketball conference in America. Yeah, I, th- I think they have potential to succeed. The only thing that kind of concerns me somewhat is I think Jim Christian, I don't know if this was me reading too much into it, but I felt like he was putting a lot of emphasis on post play in his in his press conference. He was talking about how uh, I think it was he said Chapman is their best post, uh, their best post entry passer. And I, I, I can't see Mo Jeffers or um, or or Connor Tava really being a post player at their size. Connor Tava is only six, six. He's going to be going up against guys like uh, guys who are six, ten and above at the power forward position. So I don't know how well that's going to work out. I think based on the style of play they want to, the style of play they want to do, that kind of run and gun, it kind of reminded me of like a Phoenix Suns type of thing is what they were going for. I think that really helps them out. Really having faster guys down low. Dennis really slowed them down last year. Yeah. So having a guy, having a guy like Atava or, or even a guy like, say if John Carlos Reyes gets some minutes, he was much faster than than Clifford was last year, even though he doesn't have the skills obviously at this point. But. I, I like the direction of having kind of faster big men, big men with speed, because that, that's what that's where basketball is going now, to be honest. You're right. Yeah, man, you're absolutely right. So, yeah, it was an interesting comment about how he's looking towards the post. We're trying, he's like, oh, we're trying to move the ball up the floor and get it into the post quickly if we can do that, which you're right. It doesn't seem to speak to the strengths of this team exactly. When we get into ACC play, the forwards and centers that we'll be seeing there will not allow that kind of uh, – certainly not allow what Stonehill – allowed last night, but still good things uh, that we saw from Jeffers. Um, The offense as a whole ran through Jerome Robinson, 22 shots, 10 more than the next closest player on BC. And I talked about earlier, he can get his shots. That's going to be really key. We talked about in the first podcast, we thought if Jerome and AJ can average 30 combined, which is a lot to ask for, but if they can, this team is in really, really good shape. I'm not sure if that's necessarily the direction that they're going to take, especially with Turner only taking seven shots and making two field goals. But as Ty Grave talked about, when we, and you'll hear this in the, at the end of the podcast, there's some depth on this team. I think they're willing to go a little bit more into the bench, um, which is certainly a positive. And if guys like John Carlos Reyes can build up his skills later in the year, Nick Popovich gets some time. He got 17 minutes last night, the freshman out of Florida, uh, out of Europe via Florida. Um, there are some positives to build around, despite you know a close win last night over Stonehill. Yeah, definitely. I I think the depth is really an underrated part of this team. I mean, going going it. We talked about how they kind of have an undersized big men, but if you go by their guards, I mean, they have they have Jerome Robinson, who's obviously the star of the team. Ty and Kai both look like they're legitimate players who can really help you out there. You still have Garland Owens, who can kind of switch between the two, the three, and even played four last year. They they have a lot of depth this year, which I think is good for the kind of style they're going to play. 
if they're going to play this up and down style, and Christian mentioned this a little bit, they really, if they're going to be tiring guys out, that's what they got to do. They might not have the most talent in the league, but they might be able to pull a couple, uh, pull a couple upsets with that kind of stuff. And you mentioned Garland Owens. Last year, he played a lot of four. He uh, starting four. And if you talk to him, Christian, he barely even mentioned Garland Owens. So that mentions the increased depth from this year because, I mean, he's a senior. He's had a, t- uh, he's had a hard career from ACL injuries, coaching changes, and now he's a senior. But you go from someone who started as an, a 6'5 power forward to someone who's not going to have much of a role, I don't think, in the senior year, unfortunate for him. But I feel like that speaks to the added depth and the good recruiting job that Jim Christian did for this year in both freshmen and transfer students. You're right, Kyle, but I think the role that Garland Owens will play, and it, there will be a role for him. You know, he's going to get um, 12 minutes a game probably, maybe 15 minutes a game. I think that's an important role. He can be an energy spark. Shooting's been his Achilles heel. But if he can get out there and just provide some leadership, I mean, he's, man, he's gotten some experience. I mean, he's guarded some of the best. He's had to guard really some of the – because he was our best defender um, really over the last two years. Turner was very good last year, but he had to guard the best players we, we played every, every, every game. Uh, so he has a lot of valuable experience, and I do think that will help them. But having his role, his role reduced is probably good for all parties. He's just not that kind of player. Um, and you're going to want to give that kind of role over to the next generation, which is which is certainly Robinson. Um, and, uh, you know, I hope I hope Turner and I, I hope Graves and Bowman. But, guys, we got to talk to them for a little bit, and you'll hear this in a minute. Uh, we like what, I, what they had to say. They, they both seem positive. They both seem excited. They talk about being the point guards, how it's a little bit difficult as freshmen to kind of get their voice heard. But they're working on that, which is part of the growing pains. But enjoy talking to them, and I think there's a lot of positives that come from from what they can offer uh, on the court. Yeah, I feel like I learned a lot about them. I mean, freshman guys haven't seen them play that much, but their mental state, like, both of them were like, we want to become the leaders of this team. Point guards, that's, like, the job. Coach on the floor, develop into that. Um, so I hope that that's a goal for them. I, I like to hear that type of goal from a young player that he has, that he's driven, that he wants to become more than just a player. And when you talk to them, describe their game. They're like complementary games. Let's say if Jerome or AJ is in foul trouble, you could put both on the floor with Jerome or AJ at the three if you wanted to go really small. And I feel like, because Graves describes himself, he's a scorer, he's a shooter. Bowman, he's an athlete. He said he dunked for the first time in seventh grade. You'll hear him say that himself. So I feel like the fact that they're complementary players could give Christian more versatility, because we're talking about depth. You put throw a two-point guard line about there, you could move Jerome to the three. If AJ puts on a weight, maybe put it at the four. You put Irvin to the four. You run a small, fast lineup. I just feel like that gives them more options because the fact that they're not like carbon copy players where you can only have one on the floor at a time. Yeah, I think their best lineup is going to be with Irvin's at the four. I think it's going to, and I think it's going to include Ty Graves also. I, I, he missed all of his three, three, all of his three three-point attempts uh, last guy, but he says he's a shooter. He is a shooter. I, I watched a couple of his highlight tapes, and he he has a really good-looking stroke, and that's. That's really what this team needs is they need shooting, especially Jerome. Jerome can get to the basket. AG is an okay shooter. He's he wasn't like terrific. I wouldn't say he's knocked down. We're going to want to see him work on. Totally. And 
I think a guy a guy who can just straight up nail threes is so easy to fit in. I think we saw that we saw that last year with a guy like Matt Milan, who was just so easy to fit into the lineup. If we can run like say a Jerome, Ty Graves, AJ Turner, Mesniaxon, I don't know whoever you want to put in at the five, whoever was playing best that that day. But I think that's the lineup that they're really going to kill it at, and that's the lineup where they're going to spread the floor. Mesni- I, I think Mesniax is a very underrated player. I thought he should have gotten a lot more burn last year, also. And he he moves the ball well. Everyone moves well. Everyone can shoot in that lineup. Everyone can kind of more or less switch in that lineup to a degree. So I think they have some strengths. I think I think there's a couple of lineups here that can really kill teams in certain areas. The only thing is they're gonna have a tough time on the boards, and that's that's gonna be the whole season. Yeah, as they did last year, and they struggled on defense last year as well. But a new year and some we think really legitimately talented recruits to combine with the recruiting class we saw last year. So guys, finally we're a week away from the season. Uh, they open against Nichols State next Friday in Condi Forum. What do you think needs to happen this season for us to consider it that next step forward, you know, that success that we've all been hoping for? Certainly, despite the, the win this past week against NC State, the, the football season has not been what we hoped for. There's a lot of anticipation around basketball this season. So what do you guys think they need to do to make it a success? And I don't necessarily even need numbers. I mean, we could put that into how many ACC wins do think we're going to get or whatever. Um, but when we look back on this season, you know, and do you think – do you think we can see six, seven ACC wins, maybe an upset here or there from this team? Do you think they kind of have that potential um, and you know, really get the fan base excited because people are anticipated? I think they have the potential. I, I wouldn't predict them for six ACC wins. I think that might be, that might be going a little bit far. I mean, zero, zero to six is a big jump. But something like, something like three or four, or like you said, not even to put a number on it. What they really need is this is this is a year building for the future. This is a year where they need to show that Jer- Jerome needs to show that he can really run an efficient offense. He showed he could run the offense last year, but it was he didn't have full control with Eli there. He wasn't able to get full control. And they really need to develop. They need to develop a big man. It needs to either be John Carlos Reyes, maybe Popovich is able to really really turn a corner here. And I think that's what you're really looking for is development. You need a point guard. You need. I want, I want to see AJ step up, and you really need to see a center emerge. Well, I think this year is a growth year. I think when you we talk about rebuild, we're last year was the rebuild year. This year is the growth year, and I feel like you you can quantify that. I feel like you want to see the team, a couple ACC wins, maybe five, on a high end. But you want to see the overall record around five hundred. You want to see them being competitive night in and night out. Maybe a blowout here or there, but nothing that's overly embarrassing. You want to see them competing. You want to see them learning how to close out. Maybe early on they struggle with some ACC tournament, but they grow but they grow and they learn how to close out a good team later in the year. Um, so and I feel like watching AJ learn how to shoot and be more assertive on offense is a big part of that growing curve. And I just feel like you can see it both quantitative and qualitative, quantitative and qualitatively uh, with the growth of the key younger players. I agree, guys. Kyle, especially how you talked about last year with the rebuilding year, this is the uh, growth year. I think it's uh, a step in the right direction, and we're excited to see it. So thank you guys for joining me on the WZBC Sports Podcast. This has been the WZBC Sports Podcast, Episode 5, and Part 2 of the WZBC Sports Basketball Preview. We hope you enjoyed this preview and Part 1. It was released a couple weeks back. And uh, big thanks to Ty Graves and Kyron Bowman for uh, joining us uh, for an interview at Basketball Media Day, which you will hear right now. Uh, Ty Graves speaks first. He answered the questions first. And Kyron Bowman follows up after him for each question, just so you know who is answering. Big thanks to those guys. Look forward to see what they're going to do this year. Thanks for joining us. Hope you enjoy the interview. We'll see you next time on the WZBC Sports Podcast. All right, guys. Uh, so first things are off, just what drew you to BC? Um, and how did Coach Christian try to sell you on the program and what can be accomplished here? Uh, what drew me here was uh, I knew Jerome for you 
know, I came here, so he's from North Carolina, and I knew Kai as well. So, you know, we're, we're all from North Carolina, and um, we kind of have that chemistry together. So, like, we're trying to bring that, like, within the whole team now and just, um, like, play, to, play together and play to win. But really, like, the main thing was, like, networking up here because, like, BC is really prestigious in academics, and, like, there's a lot of, like, schools around here. So, like, there's a lot of, like, connections that you can make outside of basketball, you know? For sure. That's really Yeah. Um, what drew me here was when Coach Christian asked us, like, came on his visit to me. Like his, he told me he was coming down the same day, so he actually visited me that same night. But um, just coming up here, being able to be with an actually group of family, like a team that we call family, and just being able to like accomplish go there, having been here, and like bringing up everybody together and being able to like win it. Yeah. There's a lot of anticipation around this team, um, especially with the freshman class and the growth of the sophomore class. What do you think are some of the strengths uh, of this team, versatility, defense, chemistry. What do you think this team does really well? Uh, well we're really athletic. Um, we're really fast. Like we just, we just have to get the ball out, you know, quicker now. But um, I think like we really have a lot of depth also. So like I think we have a lot of depth in our bench. Um, our starters are really good. They're, like the fifth year guys, Connor and Mo, like they're, they they perform really like great leadership and stuff. But as we have like depth depth on the bench as well. I feel that communication with each other on and off the court is so like, so established that like it don't really matter what we say to each other. We just know that like just to bring each other all together, that it's going to help us win. Absolutely. Um, okay. Yeah, so guys, talk about some of the older guys on the team, especially uh, Mo and Connor. I mean, Connor's been in the NCAA tournament, and certainly that's a goal of every college team. So how have they been? I mean, also like Jerome and AJ and those guys uh, bringing you to the program, and how's that been so far? You know creating that camaraderie with the team? Um, it's been great. They're really great guys. Like, everybody on the team loves each other. Like, we really gel together. We always hang out with each other um, at the basketball house. But uh, Connor and Mo, they're really, like, great leaders. Um, they talk to us, you know, in and outside the huddles, like, in timeouts, stuff like that. And uh, Jerome and AJ, they, like, try to lead by example. You know, they try to set the example um, in practice and in the game. I mean, it helps a lot with uh, Connor and Mo being here just as far as, like, helping us get to, like, place the that we haven't been ourselves as far as coming in as freshmen, but just like being there for each other, like letting us know what to do. And AJ Javron on the other hand, like helping us out like when we don't understand stuff, just helping us understand it in a better way. Absolutely. Uh, I've asked this question to everyone we've talked to so far, but I do think it's a good one. Um, just talk about what it's like to be a college basketball player in what I believe is the nation's best conference. You're on ESPN every few weeks. You get to play in world-class arenas like Mass Square Garden and the Barclays Center, and you have a fan base that really wants you to succeed. Tell us about how cool that is. Well, it's just awesome, man. You know, it's like a blessing to even be here and play, um, to even have access to a gym, you know, 24-7. So um, I think it's great. I love it here. Uh, I said it's lovely just for the only, the only thing is the hectic schedule that you get with like, <laughs> classes and stuff. So I pretty, that's the only hardest part. But other than that, it's uh, been to play, play at all these places, going on all different travel trips with your team and just building a bond. You're both in North Carolina. You excited to take on UNC and Duke? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Add Cameron this year, so that that'll be that'll be an awesome game. Uh, any yeah. So being freshman point guards, obviously point guards run a lot of the offense. Try to be a kind of a coach on the floor. What do you think the challenges are being fresh? I'm just fresh freshman, but being freshman point guard trying to lead an offense. Um, well, just like toughen it out when you're tired and fatigued, um, like running the team, still being like um, the coach on the floor, trying to communicate. You know when fatigue hits you. And uh, when you think you're about to hit a wall, that's really the hardest part. 
Yeah, just trying to be vulnerable to everyone, like just like getting everybody in their spot. Even though like we're the freshmen, like so it's like when you come in, like they're not gonna listen to you. So you just gotta get that mindset just to like make everybody like communicate, just listen. You guys are obviously freshmen, so students around campus pretty much don't know your game at all. What would you guys say is like your number one strength of your game at this moment? Obviously, you're still improving and all that. Yeah, number one strength for me. Um, I didn't show it last night's game, but I'm a shooter. That's what I do. I shoot on, on ball, you know, off the dribble, off the ball, off the catch, you know, whatever. That's what I do. I shoot. Uh, I'll have to say athleticism. It's been like you have down the court, speed, uh, jumping. So it just helps, like, for our defense, offense, just being people with my speed. You guys are also playing in an offense that's gonna it's gonna feature a lot of like a four out. You guys are mentioning a four out one in offense. You're gonna have a lot of shooting around you, a lot of uh, a lot of open space where kind of pick and roll is going in there. How like how much does that help having that kind of shooting around you to create space in the middle of the floor? Like we saw last night, AJ had so much space, seven assists. Yeah, well, um, it's great to like have spacing and stuff like that. Like when you run motions and like secondary moves and stuff. Um, but we're trying to like drive the ball as much as we can to like um, get fouled because like. You know, the way the way college basketball is now, like the refs really call hand checking and touch fouls and stuff. So like we're just trying to get to the rim now and try to like score like high high score games like every game. Uh, it helps a lot just being able to like get into open gaps so it's like give other people open looks. It's like even though like if one pass not there, the next pass will be there. So just being able to like penetrate the gap and just run the throughout and then like the pits coming from different different places from guards and bigs, it just help out with the whole offense. Um, all right, guys, just a couple uh, rapid fire questions. Um, you just answer them quickly or however you want to answer them. Uh, who's the funniest guy on the team? Kai. <laughs> no question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, all right. Um, biggest trash talk on the team? Trash talker? Jerome. Yeah, Jerome. <laughs> Jerome, okay. Um, school or venue that you're most looking forward to play this year? Carolina. I go to Carolina. <laughs> All right. Uh, most points you ever scored in a high school game? 20. 45. All right. Um, how old were you in your first dunk? Uh, I, was in, I was a sophomore. Seventh grade. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, NBA team that you root for? LA Lakers. Chicago Bulls. No, no Hornets? No. no? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, final question, LeBron or Steph? LeBron. LeBron. <laughs> Russell Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, thank you so much. Appreciate thank it. You. Thank you. Santini, make a nice little pass over to Stanford. Stanford gives it to Tuck. Tuck the shot. Tuck scores. Eagles win. The Eagles have won the 2016 Team Punch Championship. Catch all the excitement of Boston College Athletics right here on WZBC Newton 90.3 FM. As BC's only student radio broadcasting organization, WZBC Sports brings a different viewpoint of college athletics to the table. Our student commentators know the campus, student-athlete culture, and latest beat on the teams like no other media outlet, thanks to our dedicated coverage of Boston College Sports. Check out our broadcast or weekly talk show schedules at www.wzbcsports.com and get a refreshing take on sporting events at the heights and beyond.